This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. I'm going to head for Shaba. As soon as you take a few steps past him, you can hear again. You can hear rustling in the webs. I charge up the frost gauntlets and... The webs are crackling and covered with ice. The drake dives down, grabs Shaba, and starts flying away. I have cast jump on myself and launch myself into the night. Let's bring it to the ground. The three of you go corkscrewing down to the ground. Stripey attacks 11 damage this time. Stripey has stolen another kill. Oh, kill <laughs> stealing! <laughs> you go over to the center of the web and you kick something invisible on the ground. He's here. You do find the crown safe and secure. The most disturbing thing of all is how did they find us? We teleported to another continent. We went into the wilderness and they pinpointed our exact location. How did they do it? It could have been related to the dream. Remember how I thought that... Hang on. And and I look around and make sure the guards aren't really paying too much attention. <laughs> Guys, remember how I thought that it was maybe... Sheragoth. That, like, entered my dream. Like, the dream world. Like, pulled me into yeah. a dream. Like, what if that was what your dream was like, Aslo? It has to be. There's no other explanation. There's no other way. The only other thing I can think of is that the enemy has eyes and ears everywhere. And there were spies for the cult in some of the towns we passed through, and they spotted us and gave our description to the cult Mm. and said, oh, they're traveling with this big caravan. It's this many people. They're traveling in this direction. They left on this date. But we don't think the cult really has a big foothold in Marengar. The cult is... Yeah, not that we know of. Elthoradian. Well, we're going to have to cut this vacation short. Right, I mean, we our whole mission was like a side mission that would let us do... To get the crown as far away as possible. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just to get Felmendar, it was also to protect the crown. Yeah, that's true, and that's not working. And we're not doing that. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Can we loot the rest of his invisible body for invisible goodies? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> this guy's got to be carrying some gold, right? I mean, he's like a magical... Drake riding wizard of awesome. <laughs> like, those guys don't carry chump change, right? I mean, mm. gold coins, you know, purse of coins makes noise if you're going out to assassinate someone. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's true. He's got his studded leather armor and he has another potion on him, which, Tokus, with your skill, you can immediately identify. I'm gonna stick my finger in there and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I just have to hold it right and I can. I, idea. Yeah, it's a potion of greater healing, so 44 plus 4. Oof. Which you never got the chance to use. <laughs> Mark that on your character sheet, please, Tokus. What is the studded leather armor detecting as magically wise? Not. Okay. Mm. Just making sure. Tokus, Mark your studded leather armor on your character sheet, please. You now That's have a right. suit of studded leather armor to wear as a pajamas. Didn't we need to get Brian's studded leather? Brian, I here's have. studded leather armor. Tokus, here's your new leather armor that, that Aslo is just wearing. <laughs> what am I wearing? Mark it on your character sheet. These are your new pa 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 pajamas. You're probably going to want to get them resized a little bit because, you know, they're human size. I am wearing studded leather. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'll I'll grab the studded leather. Yeah. 
and get a somebody to resize it. But the important thing is, you're not sleeping with that armor on anymore. Yeah. Never make that mistake again. <laughs> so this means every time before bed, he takes off his plate armor, puts on his studded leather. <laughs> he puts on his nice, comfy, studded leather. <laughs> Wakes up, takes off his studded leather armor, puts on his plate <laughs> <laughs> And when you have the life of an adventure, man, there are no creature comforts. Right. You've got to deal with it, deal with the hardships. Uh. That's why they pay us the big bucks. Right. <laughs> when he eats lunch, he takes off his daytime armor and puts on his lunch armor. It's yep. just what you got to do to survive, you know? When he lounges about the house, he puts on his lounging armor. <laughs> <laughs> when he bathes, he puts on his bathing armor. His swimsuit armor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just an armored bathing suit. Except it's like the old ones where like the men would wear like the whole body with the, suit like with the, the shoulder straps. Yeah. I was thinking of like one of those like old-timey nautical like diving suits. Yeah, right. Uh, there you go. But then when you said the lunch armor, I thought of like like a plate armor that has like a bib built into it. That has literally a plate of just fruit. Like it's just like yeah, just a plate on my chest. Yeah. Plate armor for all the plates of dishes. All the know. plates of food, yeah. And then it just yeah. rotates around your collar so you have like first course and second course and like yeah. every plate just spins. Man. We're gonna see some fan art of that. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we had a super awesome potion that he didn't drink to save himself we never had the chance yeah he drank the invisibility so we we really did blast him the first rhymes was actually enough to kill him wow it was close Uh, it it did but we weren't sure it didn't seem like it we didn't think because of the silence yeah he was wise to drink the invisibility first to be fair i was still rolling death saves for him but then you just kept on damaging him and was like okay he's dead okay Wow. Yeah. But we didn't know he was dead, Thane. He didn't cry out in <laughs> agony. In pain. Yeah. Like, he was a very silent, like, dying man. He was silent but deadly. I mean, he was silent <laughs> but dead. Yes. Uh. <laughs> They're, like, super trained. The fact that he wasn't, like, crying out in his, like, last breaths or anything. He was just taking it like a champ. One of these cultish assassins. Oh, yeah. That was the most annoying retrieval of the crown yet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. More annoying than fighting a flesh golem. Can we just, like, mm. staple it, like, like nail it into your head? <laughs> yes. My skull. Just, like, glue it to you? <laughs> just do, like, put some screws in there, right into the I mean, skull, you know? You've already super glued the gauntlets onto your hands. I mean, we can find a similarly permanent uh, solution for the crown. <laughs> there are places in the human cranium, I don't know if this is true for halflings, but there are places where you could, like, like no, seriously, like, like a nail or screw could go into your head and you're still fine. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's start experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out. We just need to, like, weave it, like, knit it into your cloak or something. I don't know. Mm, that's true. Or just make it harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Or, or just, like, make some straps, like, some chin straps to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. That, that, like, let's get some, like, leather strap, yeah. and just, like, chin strap it so at least they have to, like, cut. Right. You have to try and take it off. Pluck it off. I'm, I'm not... You guys think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Like, we should, no, like... That's like, actually a great idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, a, a chain, maybe, that goes around the back and then attaches to my armor or something. Yeah, I mean, like, the old football helmets had those, like, leather things mm. that came down with, like, a to little chin. chin thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... <laughs> this is our friend, Dazzo. He's a little bit special. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's <laughs> just a special, special halfling. He's a look like it'll look like you're just wearing a helmet. <laughs> just like it's just attached to this just tiny little like, thin metal circlet. Just like these big chunky like leather straps with like steel girding on them. We're just, just like listen. Like, we've lost this thing too many times, like twice. We've lost it, and so we just need to make sure. Mm. Yes, I fully agree. Because it's, since it's Aslo that has to wear, I'm going to vote for like a full head brace, the kind that's like attached <laughs> with like metal, you know, rods that go up to the thing down to my armor. Like for braces, like the old braces. Yeah, exactly. You just can't turn your head. We should just build like a vault that just encases the crown fully and just sits on top of your head around it. And like the only way to, it's like a chastity belt, but for your head and the only way to, to unlock it is a uh, key. Well, we'll start, Choka starts drafting up plans for something to keep it on your oh head. This is, this is, this is the last straw. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. We're not taking this anymore. Time to do something about it. I'm worried we're going to forget this and then it's going to get lost a third time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, it's clear that we're in the cult's radar and they want that crown. Yep. Yes, definitely. They're sending like their best after us. Well, that's what I was going to ask next. Like, why did they not send more forces after us? Is it just that these happen to be the only ones that are local, like this guy? Well, because they wanted... Well, we don't know how many of these flying thi- creatures they have. Yeah, how many riders? This could be like one of 30 riders, and this particular rider found us. Mm. Yeah, by the way, can we get some input from the Brain Trust? Can we, like, get the everybody in the caravan to look at this thing and see if anybody knows more about it? Can we make nature checks now that we've physically ID'd it to see if we have any idea what it might be? The Drake? Sure. Give me your checks. Nature... I'm actually pretty good at this kind of a check. That is a 17 plus 7. Oh, wow. You did a lot better than I did. I got a, yeah, you're in. Not that so good. I'm 11. 20, 24 total for Tokus. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Tokus, your alchemist knowledge as well as your arcana are all contributing to this one check. So, it looks as though this creature was not a natural being. It was somehow created this way. Is it like a chimera? Maybe similar in concept, but it seems like this was somehow magically created and then further enhanced through magic to gain all of its sort of shadowy properties and things like it. This species would have been created and then this particular model of it would have been enchanted with darkness somehow. Mm. Like those velociraptors in in the Jurassic Park movie that came out a few years ago. They were like trained as like military weapons so it's somehow magically or alchemically created being that has been further enhanced with magic but there might be a whole collection of these oh my goodness a whole race of these beings out there now wow Wow. because they're able to reproduce because sometimes when you make a magical being or a chimera it can't reproduce i mean you wouldn't know for sure but you think so wow Wow, 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 guys. I mean, this is... Sotokis is sharing his findings. This is amazing. Like, I wish it was still alive. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I'm, I don't. I don't wish it was still alive. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things on your uh, your Tokus's farm for misunderstood evil creatures. Yep. <laughs> Where you and your Sahuagin wife raise them. You're going to be the, the Hagrid of this world. Yep. You're just wishing that it could have taken Stripey's place. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything... Could we, like, go... 
<laughs> speaking of Monster Hunter, could we, like, those other guys we met, those guys were able to, like, properly skin and take apart creatures, like, what's the situation with this thing? Uh, hello? Uh, ranger in the party. Yeah, if only we had somebody that has years of experience <laughs> of gutting and skinning right. animals. Right. Yeah. Who has two thumbs, is seven feet tall, and can gut you like a fish. That would be this guy. Yeah, we want to, we want to take this thing apart. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely take off most of its scales. I mean, you did quite a bit of damage to it, but mm. you can get some good scales and skin off of it. I tell Ustrak, I'm sorry we're going to have to delay moving forward so that I can properly harvest this animal's best features. And turn it into armor for Tokus. Yeah, yes. well, no, it, I don't think it's armor for me. Like, this is, like, okay, every RPG I've ever played, and, I, and you guys know that I, I actually don't have a background in D&D, but it's like when it comes to dragon scales, there's a variety of armors it's usually for, and this one seems to have, like, stealthy, shadowy... Uh, components. Properties. I mean, this this could yes. make really cool armor for one of you two. Maybe fair enough. That's true. Like shadow leather. Come on, guys. I've like, been known to be pretty stealthy in my time, but shadow scale leather. Sure. The armor is, or the scales rather, are definitely sturdy. They're not as strong as you think. You know, real dragon scale would be or anything, but it's it would be something. Okay. So you can maybe work with it. So that's an option. Yeah, you can make like a dragon scale mill or something. Yeah, we definitely should harvest this. Now, the bite. Can, can Tokus determine whether there is any venom involved? You're probably the most familiar with this sensation out of everyone else. It seems like it was it was dealing necrotic damage to you. It was not doing any sort of poison. It just seems like the being itself had been... Enchanted to drain life force, perhaps, mm. similarly to the crystals. Mm. Okay. But more focused. Mm. Okay. So then, yeah, I will rack it up just like I would any uh, animal skin. I'll skin it. Mm. You've got a few spare carts from the bandits that you still have in the caravan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's use that. Couldn't we, like, put the body on the cart and, like, keep going and, like, you just, like, work on the body and we'll, like, I'll pull the cart for you or something? Well, you got horses, too. Hard to do while we're in motion. We just don't want to get left behind over this. Well, like I said, I just told Ustrak, I'm sorry, this is a rare creature. We're going to have to uh, delay our moving forward for just a few hours so that I can prepare it. Well, it's still the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. And I do have That's the dawn true. watch, so I can spend my watch doing that. There you go. All right. Well, I'm going to catch some Zs because I did use the armband. Oh, that's not even going to help me. That's right, because I get... I get I wake up tired. You're going to be exhausted. And then... Yeah. Oh, man. This <laughs> this artifact sucks, and it's so powerful. <laughs> it's, it's a great... It's a, it's a good... It's a, it's a good drawback. It is. You only used one, so you'll be fine the day after tomorrow. Exactly. Which should be when you're arriving, I believe. Hmm. So yeah, you spend the rest of the night licking your wounds and skinning the drake, and you eventually put all of its hide and scales and stuff that you collect into one of the empty carts, just to hang there and dry. Very nice. And you set off once again in the morning. Oh yeah. So we were two days away from town, right? You said it was five days travel, and then this was day three? Mm -hmm. This was the third night, so you'll arrive in two more days. And the next two days, you're constantly watching your backs, watching the skies, keeping on guard for any more attacks. But 
You don't have any further attacks. You don't have any further dreams. Mm. Oh, that's nice. And you <laughs> arrive at your final destination, capital city of Tyver. Mm. Wow. Ooh. We did it. We finally made it. Is this like a sprawling city or... Is there like big band music playing and it's like, Welcome to Tyver. <laughs> As we go They in. throw open the gates and doves go flying. <laughs> <laughs> and elephants right. go walking down the street or towards us. confetti <laughs> coming down out of this, just the sky randomly. Yeah. Maybe that's what'll happen when Felmendar arrives. <laughs> yeah, really. What was that childhood? He's got uh, 95 white Persian monks. I was thinking of like a childhood cartoon of mine where it's like Hollywood, where the streets are paved with gold. <laughs> what am I yeah. thinking of? Is that like Hercules or something? Mm, <laughs> might be. Maybe. I mean, they don't talk about Hollywood there. No, I know. I know. But <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, is that is that how our entrance to Tyvera goes? T- Actually, you're the DM. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> That's <laughs> no, a novel idea. Pretty sure there's no Hollywood in Hercules. <laughs> At long last, your journey has brought you to Tyver, capital of Teve and seat of the Council of Lords that govern most of the surrounding lands. Yes, I feel like we won something, even though we just got to a place. The last time Aslo was here, he was breaking out of the dungeons with the help of his dwarven friend Torgrin, ah. and sneaking out over the city wall to avoid being recaptured by the guards. Where is Torgrin these days? <sighs> Beats me. I haven't been here for months. Yeah, you never <laughs> talk about him. Yeah, does he live around here? Maybe we should go hit him up. That's a good question. Maybe <laughs> Aslo should flesh out his backstory a little more so he knows whether or not Torgrim lives around here exactly. Yeah, right. But uh, but man, this place is bringing back some memories, I'll tell you what. I bet. So it's yeah. actually been nearly a year since you were last here. Mm, I looked through mm, everything wow. and counted up the months in your backstory. Man, traumatic memories. Wow. So, nearly a year has passed since then, and while you've certainly grown as an adventurer and businessman in the meantime, you can't help but wonder if that will be enough. Mm. The city is heavily fortified, with stone walls that dwarf those of most of the other cities you've seen, towering some 80 feet in the air. Whoa. Yikes. Large ballistae are visible on several of the towers aimed up and outward. Hmm. And I looked it up. It is, the plural is pronounced ballistae. Ballistae. Ballista. Uh, ballista. I would think ballistae. Because they can shoot you in the eye pretty easily. Because they're <laughs> ac- super accurate. So that's how you. Rem- that's the mnemonic device for remembering it. I was just going to have you explain to our listeners what a ballista is, uh, <laughs> because I didn't know. But now we know. You don't know a ballista. <laughs> I know a ballista. I just didn't know. No. I thought you said ballisti. No. And I was very uh, confused. Ballista. Yeah. Anyone who's played Warcraft two knows what a ballista is. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> so these guys have like a really exorbitant military budget to like have the walls lined with oh, yeah. ballistae. For sure. Well, it's mm-hmm. not like it's lined with it. It's just a few of the towers have it. Mm. Some defensive weaponry. Yeah, but like where we come from, they don't even have one ballista. Right. Yeah, they can't even afford a single ballista. You're also in probably one of the most peaceful lands in the known world at this point. Mm. Mm. At least, usually. We are in currently, or that's where we came from? Where where you came from. Okay, yeah. I hear that's a manner of uh, capital punishment around here. If you do something really bad, they just strap you to a ballista (laughs) bolt and just fire (laughs) you out into the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) The caravan pulls up to the city gate, where the soldiers stop you, and Ustrak steps forward to show his paperwork. While he's dealing with that, two other soldiers start moving down the line. 
One of them calls out. All projectiles and blades longer than six inches must be checked at the gate unless you have a valid weapons permit bearing the seal of King Orleo or one of the ruling lords on the council. There will be no exceptions. Items will be returned upon your exit provided you present a valid claim ticket, which you will be issued when you leave your item here. Those wishing to apply for a weapons permit may do so at the city offices and must present themselves before one of the council members to argue their case. All right. Mm. Let's do that, guys. Wait, can I take these two aside? Yes. So, I'm a really weird and unique archetype, all right? Subclass, Eldritch Knight. I could have told you that. And Yeah, this is no obstacle for you. Well, no, I'm, I don't want my weapons to get checked in and then disappear, because that'll be linked to me. I'd rather just not have weapons. Mm. Could I just... Wait, couldn't I just... I was thinking about burying my weapons outside, ah, but there what, you if, go. what if I just put my weapons in the interdimensional space and just not plan to check them in? Mm, yeah. Oh, that's true. Even the rest of us could do that, too, couldn't we? Why could we not all just put them in the interdimensional satchel? Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, like, we're not going to just take them out, because if we get caught with them and they're not li- they're, we're not licensed and they're yeah. not registered, then we're going to be in big trouble. Well, so, like, it would be emergencies only. Yeah. Big trubskies, but we just put them in there so that we don't have to deal with having them checked. But, like, just because of our physiques... Wouldn't it be suspicious if we didn't check in any weapons? Like, I could check in my rapier, but keep yeah. keep the warhammer. Yeah, good call. We should check in some weaponry. I'll put my bow in the bag and check my short sword. Yeah. Does your bow fit in the bag? That's a good question. Of course it does, Thane, if we believe hard enough. I mean, a, an unstrung longbow is just a long staff, basically, right? I could unstring it. So the bag has a maximum size of 18 inches by 12 inches by 6 inches. So your weapon has to be shorter than that in order to fit in the bag. Oh, so it can't just slide into extra dimensional space. No, it's you put something inside and then you say the word and it transfers to another spot. Okay, so it's literally like a briefcase. Uh, Okay, so my warhammer is not going to fit either. It's not a bag of holding, it is a satchel that can mm-hmm. then transfer. Okay. Okay. All right, so that plan doesn't work. Uh, Tokus, can't you bond to two different weapons now? So I'm bonded to the rapier, and I'm bonded to the warhammer. Are you saying we should take the time to bond me to Chava's bow? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, I guess we could do that, couldn't we? It takes an hour. <laughs> and then I could always fetch it for a shot. Actually, that's a r- I never thought to do that. That's actually a really clever idea, because if we ever got separated from Jay's bow, which is one of our most important weapons, I could always mm. reunite him with his bow, with Dude. my ability. Or if Jay is ever mm. about to shoot you because he's angry, then you could just steal his <laughs> bow. just be like, ha ha! <laughs> we, we, I don't know that I want to give you that kind of power, Tokus. No, no, no. <laughs> Shaba, you can trust me. We we don't want to do this mission without one of our most powerful... Like, it is your character. It really right. is. But do I really want to get caught with a weapon that's unregistered and go to jail? Like you said, emergencies only. Yeah. Mm. I, I think this is a great idea. And uh, Brian, Brian, you still have a lot of character potential, even if you didn't have access to a weapon. Yeah, exactly. Out of the three of us, I'm the one who needs my... my weapons the least. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a great idea. I think Tokus, you bond to Shaba's bow and your Warhammer. So you're going to sit outside the gate for an hour while he does that? We're going to go <laughs> hang out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, woods, why not? I guess. And I mean, yeah. Aslo, you've done time in the clink. You know how to fashion a shiv. <laughs> Just a makeshift weapon out of items at hand. You can yeah. probably sharpen your toothbrush or something. <laughs> That's true. I have shivved many an inmate before. Um, 
No, I'll be yeah. I'll I'll probably be fine without weapons. Um, what did you say the size of the satchel was, Thane? Uh, it's eighteen by twelve by six. Eighteen. Okay, so like okay, so a foot and a half by a foot by half a foot. So like you can do like letter-sized paper. <laughs> you could fit a dagger in there, but probably nothing. Yeah, I was just gonna say I could probably put. I have a couple of daggers. I could put those in there. But you're allowed to keep daggers anyway, because if your blade's shorter than six inches, you don't have to register it. Uh, uh, I think daggers have longer than six-inch blades most of the time if it's mm. actually a weapon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll put my daggers in the satchel and speak the command word. Badoosh. And what about your hand crossbow? How big is that? That can't be that big. That's a great question. That should fit. Hand crossbow probably oh, really? fit. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that too then. My short sword's probably not, though. What about my shield? Do they want me to check in my, like, shield, or is that considered armor? Shield's fine. I think your short sword would be fine. Halfling-sized short swords? It would fit. 18 inches, you or think? Actually, wait. Uh, if it's halfling-sized. 18 to 12. I'm trying to do diagonal here. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to tear the satchel over this. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't really fit in there. Dagger and hand crossbow, I would say, are good. Okay. That will mean being without Kingslayer for a while, but um, I guess I'll go ahead and check those at the door then. Okay. All right, so now next question, Thane, are you keeping track of which weapons we check or are we? Uh, you should, because okay. you know your weapons better than I do. So. All right. So, Jay, are you going to give me that bow and am I going to get really close and intimate with it? Or Yep. It's going to take a lot less than an hour for your caravan to get inside, so you're going to have to be left out here. Yep. We're going to break from the caravan, I think, to do this. Yeah. So, Shaba has checked his short sword. Tokus is going to check his uh, war ham. Mm-hmm. And Azo no, 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 is no, no. I want to be. I want to be have access to the war ham, so we're going to bury it outside. But you can only bond to two weapons, right? Yeah. So you'd rather have access to the war ham mm-hmm. than the rapier? Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're going to check your rapier then? I'm going to check the rapier, and okay. I want to... Like I, baggage check. You're like a ranger or something, right, Chava? Something like that. <laughs> we, we, I really want these weapons that we're going to hide outside the city, like well hidden. Like we don't want somebody to just like happen upon your bow or my hammer. Right. I'll track them. Well, we can hide them really well. We'll bury them in a, in a deep hole, and uh, and I will track them down when we're done. Well, that's why I was thinking to check anything that we're not bringing in, even if you are going to bond to it and in an emergency bring it to you, Tokus. That way it's not, you know, out in the woods somewhere where someone can just stumble upon it and find it. This way it's checked. It's known where it is. Yeah, but if we well, but if, if we need to use it in an emergency, they're going to see that the weapon has disappeared and a checked-in weapon has now disappeared. But how do they mm-hmm. know that you have it? Wouldn't they just suspect that it's been stolen by someone? I don't necessarily want to rally the town guardsmen over missing weapons. Like, yeah. they'll mm-hmm. be, like, on high alert, be like, somebody's pilfered the... You know the armory or wherever they stock these these checked in weapons. Yeah, right. I think we should hide them. That's my thought. But I, I see your point though, Brian. But I, I think it'd be better. Yeah, we should hide the two the two weapons that you can bond to. We yeah. should hide the rest. We should check in. Okay. Or put in the satchel like you've done. All right. So I have the list. So it's my short sword, Tokus's rapier, and Aslo's short sword and Kingslayer. Yep. That's everything, right? Okay. All right. And so we're gonna bury my bow of bolts. And Tokus's Warhammer. War I mean, if Kingslayer's worth it, I could bond to Kingslayer, but then I wouldn't have any weapon, but we would have Kingslayer for Brian. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Or for you. 
because you can both use it. Yeah, I was. That's that's something. Like we want to have access to our best. If we don't have access to our best, maybe I should bond to Kingslayer in this weird scenario. It's not that big a deal to do an unbonding later on in the campaign mm-hmm. to like switch out what's bonded if we have the time to do so. Like it might make sense for this adventure for us to have our two best weapons, which is Kingslayer and the bow. Well, mm. I will. I'll, I've been realizing lately that as we have leveled up, uh, Aslo's uh, meager damage output has gotten even more meager. Even um, meager. Yeah, <laughs> the meagerest of the meager. <laughs> and so um, I would not worry about it. I think you and Shaba are our damage dealers. As we've gotten higher levels, I've become much more of a just like uh, support uh, healing kind of kind of person. So don't worry mm, about me. And spellcaster. And, yeah, right, exactly. I mean... Spe- spellcaster, area control, etc. You have our highest damage attack. Well, that's true, but it's a spell. It's not with my swords, so... Right. right. So, do the Warham and the bow. Well, but but just hear me out. Kingslayer is a stronger weapon than the Warhammer. Is it really? Yeah. Doesn't that make it better? I mean, it's marginally better, yeah. It's only a D6 damage, and it's then if D6. I cast a spell, then it's plus one to hit and damage. Yeah, so if Aslo pulls out a dagger, he's got D4. If he uses a short sword, it's D6. It's the possible plus one but the whole reason you have the warhammer is for alternate damage types in case they're needed right mm, that's true okay so tokus is going to break off as these guards are coming down the line and just ride off into the woods <laughs> uh all, yeah all three of us will we'll excuse ourselves to Ustrak and say hey we'll, we'll meet you inside we we have to poop and he's like <laughs> all three of you and we're like all three of us <laughs> yep <laughs> And Stripey nods his head. <laughs> and Stripey, too. And we'll see you um, in town. I think we also, like, buy a nice, like, square thing of burlap from one of the merchants and take that with us. That way we can wrap the, the weapons in it and then bury mm. it so that they're not, you know, like, right next to the dirt getting all corroded and stuff. Yeah. Sort of protect them a little bit. Mm. Ustrek pauses his dealing with the guard at the gate for a minute and says, I, I understand this is the end of the line for you three. It's certainly been... Interesting to have you on his guards. Although I can't say whether you saved us trouble or gave us more. <laughs> oh, we definitely saved. I mean, we got all the stuff back and the bandits didn't steal any of it. And we kept y- uh, you and your merchants from being eaten by trolls. So that was nice. Yeah, what about that time with the trolls? You can't forget that. Well, but that's where you cost us money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We cost money instead of your lives, which you still have. And also the bandits didn't get away with all of the merchant's stuff either, because we helped stop them too. So it was an overall success, I'd say. I'd say the triple <laughs> A team performed admirably. Well, that's up for debate, I'd say, but still a deal's a deal. So here you are. You're pay for the trip, and then he hands each of you two platinum coins. Yay! Oh. I guess I'll have to find myself some new guards. Plat, plat, imagine that. Imagine mm. that. Shabba, your platinum collection is growing rapidly. Well, I, I gave a bunch of them away, but... Oh, why'd you do that? Because people needed help, and I didn't want to fight a dragon. Well, that's so. lame. This isn't going yeah. into party funds. We're just literally getting a plat. You each get two. Or just each take it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I still have 16 plats, so imagine that. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I have less than half the number of plat as you. Well, I have 20 <laughs> plats, so there. Dang. So as you're going about and making your plans with your weapons, you also notice that one of your fellow caravan guards reaches into his bag and pulls out an official-looking envelope to present to the soldiers, but the rest of the guards start removing their scabbards and unstringing their bows. Hmm. Hmm. One of them has a permit. Weird. Interesting. Okay. Is Which one? Is it the one that we knew his name? 
No, just one of the other guards. You never got to know. Nice. Good for him. We should go to the office and get permits. Yeah, we could yeah. look. We could look into getting permits, but why don't we stick with this solution for now, just in case? Yep. Well, yeah, we'll definitely Agreed. do that for now. But I mean, if we get permits, all you have to do is snap your fingers and problem solved. I also say, as though that this whole weapons rule is new to you. So the last time you were here, uh, there were no particular laws against average citizens carrying around the standard weapons. Maybe large pole arms or similar weapons of war, but nothing hmm. like this. Hmm. Are there Weird. any anti-magic laws that we know of? Not that the guards are announcing. Hmm. Do you think this is because of, and Tokus lowers his voice, maybe because of Lady Cronwald's death? Because her husband has a lot of pull in this city. Maybe they passed hmm. some new laws because of her death? Hmm. It could be. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would be surprised that, uh, you know, it was, at, it was at a show where it involved throwing daggers, so... Yeah, if you think about it, the only type of weapon that's not banned is probably the type that killed his wife. <laughs> like, if you're throwing knives, yeah. then they're probably, like, pretty short, you know? So, I don't know if that makes logical sense, but who knows? Could be. Something's different about this city from last time. That's all we know. Yeah, mm. there's a different different kind of smell in the air. Mm. Not sure what it is. I think that's raw sewage. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, they did uh, rip out the, the sewer lines, I heard, and just let the sewage flow freely in the streets. <laughs> they took out the aqueducts. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful city. Beautiful they place. thought, eh, this is too efficient and too clean. <laughs> Let's right. just take this out altogether. <laughs> um, of, of note, I was rereading Weapon Bond since we're doing this. I forgot that it makes it so I cannot be disarmed of the weapon unless I'm incapacitated. Wow. wow. It makes me, like, nigh undisarmable. Undisarmable. <laughs> That's pretty sick. That's crazy. Crazy. It's, like, definitely something very easy to forget about as a perk mm-hmm. for being an Eldritch Knight. It doesn't come up super often, but yeah. Well, they think that there are things that'll disarm you. Uh, there was that, like that one spell that uh, Thane used on us from the Quagoths, right? Where like he heated up my armor and, and our metal weapons. Although I guess mm. you would you would you would voluntarily let go of it in that right, regard, exactly. right? But I'm sure there are disarm effects. But nonetheless, I mean, it's still great that you can just drop it and then still recall it whenever it's cooled down or whenever the situation acquires it. A lot of times during combat you have to drop a weapon and then move somewhere else. Yeah, there's a option with the um, one fighter variant, the disarming attack, where you can you spend one of your superiority dice to make them drop something. Mm, tactician mm. or whatever. Yeah, what, yeah. whatever it's called. The Battlemaster. Battlemaster, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm sure there's monsters in D&D that do some sort of disarms. Yeah, probably. Otherwise, it's like a very worthless thing for Weapon Bond to have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably something. I don't know of any in 5th edition. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. Definitely not coming. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we carry on into the city? Yeah. Okay, so after you've left and you've spent an hour changing your weapons and bearing probably another half hour or so digging it up and finding a good spot to bury them. You make your way back to the city and pass through the gate, check all your weapons. You notice this city is laid out in a pretty straightforward manner. There are long, straight, cobblestone streets lined with inns, shops, stables, and homes, uh, many of which slightly overhang the roadway. Uh, Most of the townsfolk are human, but there seems to be a sizable population of dwarves and halflings as well, and you even spot a few of the more unusual races, like dragonborn and half-orcs. Very diverse city. Diversity. <laughs> Diversity. 
Uh, at this point, it's getting pretty late, especially since you stayed out an extra hour plus. All right, then we find an inn to bed down for the night. Hmm. Okay, are you thinking uh, higher end, low end, medium? Well, we did just each get two plats. Yeah, so definitely medium. the dingiest, Yeah, the shabbiest place. piece of garbage place in town. Uh, Tokus is feeling... I'm feeling medium. That's my vote. Tokus is feeling pretty medium. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Aslo's going to splurge a little bit and go average. <laughs> I'm talking like a nice Holiday Inn type of uh, oh, yeah. situation. Like even a decent a decent motel would would do it yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, the the Super Eight maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember though, we always got to keep watch, even in our hotel rooms. Yeah, apparently, because the cult is always watching. Do you end up at an an inn called the Yellow Finch? The Yellow Finch. It's a nice mm. medium level inn. Sweet. All right. Yeah, fifth to sixth level, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> On your way over there, just before you get to the inn, Shaba, as you pass by a notice board, you can't help but notice an old weathered piece of parchment stuck on the corner and half covered by other postings, bearing the likeness of one halfling friend you've come to know so well. Uh-oh. And you see some words written beneath the portrait as well. I rip that parchment off of that <laughs> sign board and eat it. Okay, do you read it first? No, I chew it real good. <laughs> I'm guessing there were some words at the bottom of the thing that the DM was wanting you to read. Um, I'll just, like, telepathically understand what it says. Learn it through osmosis. Absorb them as you devour right, it. Right, through osmosis as I eat them. Yeah, sure, I'll read it. <laughs> it says... A 3,000 gold piece reward is offered for the capture or proof of death of Aslodius Tendertoe for the murder wow. of Lady Grunwald. Wow. Dang. <laughs> Tokus, my bow, please. <laughs> <laughs> it looks as though the reward value has been scratched out and increased several times. Mm. Whoa. Wow. Dang. 3,000. But this parchment is pretty old. No wonder Gul'dan and Zestim were uh, on their way to another country to find you. But Shaba's the only one who sees this? Yeah. Hmm. Chavez at first thought is, I could do a lot of things with 3,000 gold. <laughs> and his second thought is, what are you doing? No, of course not. Of course not. You would never do that to Asla. But, but there's so much. Right. You have, like, Stripey on one shoulder and then... <laughs> I have Angel Stripey on one shoulder and Devil Stripey on the other. Think of all the badger treats, Shaba. All the badger treats you could buy. <laughs> No, I, I do try to to be surreptitious about it, though. Like, if we're walking, I'll, like, lag behind a few steps and pull it off and read it to myself real quick and fold it up and put it in my pocket. Because I don't want to set Aslo ill at ease. You know, I don't want him to be, like, super nervous or worried. I mean, we've got enough to be nervous about with facing Felmendar. Like, I don't want him to have to think about that, too. So you're just going to take down all the posters, all the wanted signs <laughs> well, that, we it's see. It's just one. He said it's old. It's like sort of behind some other stuff. So it's like it's been a while. It's been a whole year. So it's probably not like the first thing that's out there, you know. Yeah. Mm. Although there might still be some others scattered around the city. Probably right. are some. Yeah. Well, I'll wait until Aslo notices them on his own because I don't want to put that on his plate right now. Okay. And if I remember correctly, you were planning on using... Disguise self on your way in, right? Yeah, I think whenever, yeah, especially in, a, in this city for sure. Yeah. I have the disguise already on and then casting disguise self uh, once every mm. hour to stay disguised. Too bad you don't have the mask of many faces. Mm. I think it's awesome. That's out here. true. 
Yeah. That would be sweet. Mm. I've heard it does exist on this plane of existence. It does. <laughs> My character in our bonus campaign on Patreon mm. has it. Wait, there's a bonus campaign? How can I listen and watch that? Wait, there's a Patreon? <laughs> yeah, there's both a Patreon and a bonus campaign. The bonus campaign is on our Patreon page, which is, Whoa. of course, patreon.com slash damage guild. Go check it out. Yeah. So wait, that's a whole nother campaign we're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about it. It's a bonus campaign. Only for patrons, believe it or not. Only at the steel level and up, which is, uh, yeah. And then there's uh, all kinds of other rewards on there as well. Yeah. I mean, you even DM'd for it, Sean. That's right. And it was like a four, four episode. <laughs> four episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, rotate DMs. It's a good time. It was supposed to be a one-off. We got our money's worth out of that one. No, it's mini-arc. You know, they're, they're yeah. flexible, malleable. Hmm. It's okay to go two or three or four or five episodes actually speaking of the bonus campaign i was re-listening to it the other day and i really liked what jay did with his that was quite enjoyable to to re-listen to Mm. (laughs) nice i've got some interesting ideas brewing for the next time i dm that one (laughs) all right all right moving on so the yellow finch it's modest but comfortable you each have your own room are you sharing a room together Sharing a room. Yeah, it's yep, cheaper we if we share. So And safer. And more defensible. Right. Yes. All right. So you don't have any idea how long you're going to be here waiting for Felmendar. Mm. But let's say for food and place to stay, it'll cost you 12 silver a day each. So if you want to just track that while you're here. 12 silver a day each. Yeah, that gets you one decently large room with multiple beds and all of your meals taken care of. Okay, so that's each. All right, I'll go ahead and deduct that. Do we have party gold? Here? We do, as a matter of fact. Mm. We could even split said party gold. Hmm. Or we could just pay for our room and board out of the party gold. Yeah, that too. Okay. What kind of what kind of scratch are we talking about here? Um, let's see. Now I'm trying to make sure that this is right here. Well, we sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, I have written down 57 platinum. Does that seem right? What? 249 gold, 3 silver, and 59 copper. You sure we didn't split? What is that? all that from? Is that from when we did the... Um, the troll quest? Uh, the yeah. Trolls. Yeah, I think that's got to be from the trolls. So you got some from the bandits last time, but not a whole lot. Okay. That seems like a lot of money. It does. That's it what is. I've written down, but yeah, I don't know. Guys, we're staying at the wrong end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was 56 platinum, I think, that you found in the last one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so this is right. Okay. Wow. Because I think yeah. we had one one plat left over in Party Gold. Yeah. We need to, like, really... We're reaching the part of the campaign where we have a reasonable amount of money. We should, like, invest in something. That's what I'm saying. I thought so, that yeah. what that five-foot plot of land. Yeah, five-foot square. No, no, no. <laughs> Something that all of us can get behind, not just Shaba thinks it's a good idea. All right, so, like, <laughs> what if we, like, bought something related to our gear? That's not an investment. That's a frivolous purchase. What? An investment is something, <laughs> an investment is where you take money and you buy something with it that makes you more money. Right? I, it, That's an investment. Okay. Anything else is a purchase. Anything else sure. is... It's a... You're, you, can, you can only do two things with money. You can spend it and you can invest right. it. Right? So let's make an investment in our future livability. Like the odds that we live... Our survivability. Our survivability. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we invest in our future survivability, Shaba? But how? How so? Well, 
Like, you guys have skimped on armor upgrades, or at least one of you, right? No, I have studded leather plus one. Doesn't get any better than that for me, unless we find studded leather plus two. You can't buy magical items. I know, I know. What about you, Brian? Uh, I have probably skimped on my armor. Armorage. But you have studded leather now, and, and you don't... Go, you don't go into medium armor as a bard. That's true. I could, actually, because I'm College of Swords. I believe I got proficiency with medium armor. Well, but you start taking dex negatives, though, and that's the problem, even if you're proficient with it. Yeah, exactly. Really? Okay. Mm. It doesn't hamper your dexterity. It just limits the amount of armor class you can get from it. Right. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, College of Swords, yes, I do get proficiency with medium armor. I mean, I could get a chain shirt. I could get half plate. That's medium armor. It's a measly <laughs> 750 gold. What's the mac- What's the dex limitation for half plate? Uh, so it's armor class 15 plus dex mod, which is max 2. Yeah. So it would raise your armor class from 15 to 17. If we got you some half plate. Yeah. Are there any other drawbacks to it? Uh, disadvantage on it stealth. It gives you disadvantage on stealth. Okay, that's a pretty big disadvantage. It is. Yeah. It is because you have invisibility that we've tended to use on you and mm. but at the same time two armor classes two armor class yeah mm. and it's not like he's gonna like it's not like he loses his other armor if we were gonna do a stealth mission he could just switch yeah that's true i mean you're carrying it around and armor is heavy you can't really just switch though i mean it takes a long time to take it off and put it on again but he's small he, you're a halfling you could we could shove your other armor set in the satchel mm, 12 by 18 inches by six inches i don't think so Okay. <laughs> Plus, it still takes a long time to don and duff. What's going to come up more in the campaign? Him having two more armor or him dealing with the same thing that I already deal with when it comes to stealth? Mm. Uh, well, you get hit more than you need to make stealth checks, but making stealth checks is arguably more important than getting hit. <laughs> what, what about breastplate? What about we get him a breastplate? Any medium armor, right, is... No. No, breast, no, breastplate doesn't have the disadvantage. Okay. Uh, but it's yeah. one less armor, so that would be just a plus one to you overall, right? Plus one armor class, 400 gold, uh, doesn't have the disadvantage on stealth. 400 gold. I will also remind you, you just got some fancy Shadow Drake hide mm. that you could potentially use for something like this. Right. That's right. Ooh, we yeah. should, since we're in a big city, we should probably see someone about that. Yeah, we need to see a man about a Shadow Drake. Maybe we'll spend our gold on that and see what he can come up with. Mm-hmm. Well, for now... Why don't we divvy up the party gold, pay for our... What are we doing, 12 silver for just the first day? Is that what everybody's mm-hmm. deducting right now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yep. Party gold divvying up. <clears throat> we have 19 platinums each. Nice. Uh, 83 gold. Okay. I have added those things to my monies. Yeah, that's true. We do have those super sweet dragon scales. Shadow Drake uh, hide. Shadow Drake hide. Yeah. Which I'm sure, like, some leather worker is going to get his hands on that and be like, I've never seen such a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But he'll pay He'll pay us to get to work. <laughs> to let him use <laughs> to it. To let him use it and, <laughs> and let him work with it. Work, you know. Well, yeah. we'll pay. We'll still pay some labor costs there. I mean, surely, oh, like sure. he's taking some time out of his day. But like none of those silly upcharges where he's like he's actually excited to work with that leather. Oh yeah, the material. I mean, it's all it's all us. It probably it might even have some cool properties to it. Like it might even help you on stealth checks because it's so shadowy. Mm. Who knows? All right. So we also had uh, one silver each. Okay. Sweet. And nineteen copper each. 
So 19 platinum pieces, 83 gold pieces, 1 silver, 19 copper. Yep. And, all right. Yeah, I don't know how we had that much that we didn't divvy up before. Crazy. It happens. We just forgot to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did pay out all of our uh, our accomplices for the troll thing. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, so we keep watches and we sleep through the night. All right. So we have things to do, guys. We wake up in the morning. We grab some breakfast, some beefest, most important meal of the day. We've got some things to do. <laughs> We've got to go down to the local office to get our weapons permits. we got to look up, t- what is his name, Torgrim, your orc buddy? I mean, orc, Wait, your dwarf, dwarf buddy? <laughs> Torgrim? He's a dwarf, yes. Wait, you have Torgrin. orc buddies? No, no, just no, no, dwarf no, buddies. Just dwarf buddies. So Torgrim? Torgrim. Is that Torgrin. Yeah. All right, we got to look him up. Get, get, find a copy of the yellow pages or the white pages. I think Aslo would know whether or not he lives around here. All right, it's your it's your decision, Aslo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He did bust you out of uh, the slammer. Maybe last I heard, Torgrin did live around here. Yeah. Of course, it's hmm. been a year. People move, lives change, but as far as I know, he's here. And he is an accomplice to you. Your escape. <laughs> So. Yeah, but yeah, I, I have that. no idea whether anybody found out about that or not. You got separated mm. as you were running away. Mm. That's right. I remember it vividly, like <laughs> it was yesterday. All right. So, what is your plan in the morning exactly? Breakfast, Thane. Breakfast. Well, it's the breakfast. most important <laughs> meal of the day, I said. You know, funny story about that, Shaba. That phrase, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, is actually was circulated by breakfast companies, by like breakfast cereal companies. Mm-hmm. They just like came up with that and started telling it to people. <laughs> well, it's a clear marketing slogan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was purely just to sell more cereal. Hmm. So. That's why we have breakfast for dinner in my house at least once every week or two. Because what's better than having one breakfast? Having two breakfasts. That's breakfast is to you. <laughs> breakfast is, yes. We break our fast regularly around here. <laughs> so, if breakfast is not actually the most important meal of the day, then... Then what is? And what, what is? is? Right. Seriously, are you, ta- are you t- trying to tell me lunch is the most important meal? <laughs> Give me a break. Lunch is for wusses, man. <laughs> Clearly, dessert is the most important meal of the day. Mm, okay, I'll give you that one. I've also heard that the three-meal structure is debatable as whether or not it's healthiest for us. Like, mm, Yeah. That's true. Should be like seven small desserts throughout the day, I've heard. is. I, well, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I have heard that snacking is better. Also, like... Well, snacking is really bad for your teeth. Because um, it takes, like... So, no matter what, you lose. I think it takes about one to two hours after you finish a meal for your teeth to lose most of their acidity and stop being dissolved, hmm. unless you brush them. Wow. So, if you're just constantly snacking throughout the day, then your teeth are constantly being dissolved. Right, you're Whoa. constantly having that extra... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I will say... That, um, nope, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's, everything's bad for you, right? You can't win. Yep, exactly. You're born and then everything's trying to kill you. That's it. (laughs) Oh, no, we're mammals. So mammals, they're designed for feast and famine. So, Uh, like, it might even be better to have fewer than three meals a day. Like, that's where intermittent fasting comes in, where you have, like, one large, larger meal, and then you, you fast. Mm-hmm. So there's science behind that as well that seems to suggest that that's better. Interesting. Hmm. Note that the Damage Guild podcast is not a nutritional podcast and we do not bear any <laughs> responsibility for anyone who follows our advice. Yeah, don't hurt yourselves because of the <laughs> advice or non-advice we are giving. 
Yeah, nothing we say can be used against us in a court of law. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. That's how that goes, right? Yeah. Your body does need food. Please continue to eat it. Thank you. But not too much and not at the wrong times. Yeah. Or the wrong amount. Or the, yeah, or the wrong food. Or... Eat the, just eat the right food when you're supposed to and everybody's going to be fine. <laughs> so now that you've had breakfast. Yes. So we have two things. Anybody want to add to our to-do list? Weapons licenses and Torgren. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Um, do we want to find the theater where Felmendar is performing, or is that too much for one day? Wait. We definitely wanted to spend some time prepping for the big day. Yeah. Um, but what, yeah, whether we, whether we do that today or not, we'll just see if we have time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have tons of time leading up to this, right? I think we want to get the hide worked on, too, as soon as possible. That might take days. Okay, yeah. that's four things. Yep. Okay. Right. All right. All right. So we've got four things to do. Which which do we want to do first? I'm most excited about the hide. Aren't well, you guys? Of course you are, yeah. Tokus. That's, I mean, but it's not the armor that's being made out of that's not even going to be for you. I don't care for either Aslo or myself. You think Tokus cares about that? No, you want you just like armor. I just you just yeah, in general. Like, you just have a fascination with it. I like the idea as a D&D player of like new interesting things mm, yeah. and I'm curious what Thane cooks up and like what if it's just like super lame and he's like alright we can turn this into studded leather mm. yeah this is like the closest to Minecraft this podcast will ever get so <laughs> let's go see a man about some armor yep let's do it alright so you want to do the armor first yep only okay. the finest yeah. and most expensive no wait no, not most expensive the, <laughs> the finest leather worker in all the land of this, right. this land. Armor? Le- uh, so, blacksmith? Yeah. Uh, leather worker, because it's leather. It's leather. Yeah, so of course I, I go out on the street and just start grabbing random commoners and lifting them by, by the, the collar and saying, Where is the finest leather worker <laughs> in all the land? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, please put me down. Don't, don't eat me. <laughs> Get out of here. Shabba, you're drawing unwanted attention to us. Oh, sorry. That guy sounded just like the dock hand that you lifted up like way early in the podcast. He had like the same same voice. That's what happens when you lift humans up by their collars. They yeah, they all, all sound, they all like sound the same. All humans sound the same. Are you kidding me? Shaba, that's kind of derogatory, and we're in a city filled mostly with humans. We shouldn't, we shouldn't say that they all sound the same. <laughs> it's, very, it's very racist of me to say yeah. that, but what can I say? It's true. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, let's find some humans who actually know what the, what, what's going on around here. Like uh, the visitor center. I go to the visitor center. You could probably just look around at like the you know, the guilds and the workshop areas and find a leather worker. Okay, or I just I grab a town guard by the collar and say, <laughs> "Where is the nearest leather worker?" But Shaba, we went through all the normal procedures. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I won't do that. We'll we'll just yeah. We'll get, we'll make a gather information check, which should still be a skill, <laughs> but it isn't. I don't know that you really need to make a check for this. You'll find it eventually. You know what I mean. Yes. Whether there's a die roll involved or not, we do what normal people do in a foreign city when they're looking for things. They ask people until they find someone who knows. And you do indeed find a leather worker. Oh boy, is it your lucky day. You never thought you'd see a trio like us walking through your door. I, I actually think that 
Thane may have prepared for this because he knew that we had the the Shadow Drake leather. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm like imagining that what right now he's looking through his own notes instead of a name generator website. Now, if I was DMing, <laughs> I, I would be looking at a name generator website right now. <laughs> no, I did all my name generation a few hours ago, so that's all taken care of. Uh, <laughs> but what's in a name anyway? All right, so you arrive at Nalath's Tanning and Hides. Oh, wow. Ooh, do they have tanning beds, too? <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of tanning. <laughs> Although the, the actual tanning is probably done far outside of town because it smells absolutely it foul. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. so Nalath is tanning, and then he hides. What is going on with this guy? <laughs> he wants to have crispy orange skin, and then he wants to run away. <laughs> that is strange behavior out of a, a person, yeah. if I've ever heard of one. Well, it's your lucky day, Nalath. Because we've got a special, special treat for you. And we slam it on the table. <laughs> wow! Have a gander at this. <laughs> Boom! You've never seen anything like the likes of this like... <laughs>